Hello, Roy here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to The Roy Green Show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Should, must all children attending schools across Canada, no matter their age or grade year, be required to wear face masks to protect from COVID, protect each other, and protect uh, adults in their homes? Dr. Anna Banerjee is back with us on the program, Pediatric Infectious Diseases Specialist at the University of Toronto. Dr. Banerjee, thank you so very much uh, for joining us. And let me just start, before I ask you about the kids and and masks, what are you expecting as far as the most likely COVID-19 infection scenario to be over the next six months? So it's really hard to know. I mean, when you look at what's happening in the States with a thousand thousand deaths a day, and then you see resurgence, in, in different parts of the world, and then you see, you know, places where they didn't have COVID is is, is coming back. So it's really hard to know. I think it's going to be challenging, uh, especially when the flu season starts with other respiratory viruses, and you may not be able to differentiate uh, what's coronavirus and what's flu. So I think it's going to creep up, and there probably will be um, some outbreaks. At the extent, I don't know. It depends on our behavior, but I, I think that um, we've done a really good job in bringing the numbers down, and I think we keep up our measures, and hopefully it won't, there will be some outbreaks, but hopefully nothing that we can't control fairly quickly. I think we need a vaccine, and then, and hopefully in the next few months we get a vaccine, then that's a game changer. Uh, let me ask you about kids and wearing masks specifically, and there's been a lot of talk back and forth on this, as you well know. Uh, so how helpful are masks in protecting children from COVID and protecting others from spread of COVID by children? Well, the, the thought is that, you know, masks contain the, the, the mucus droplets that we all secrete when we're talking or coughing. Um, and so, you know, no one has really uh, looked at masks like in a scientific study during COVID. But if you, even if you look at a case, control scenario. It's a natural study and you compare what's happening in the States versus what's happening in Canada. And for Canada, you know, we have much, much, much lower rates. And why is that? I think it's because we have consistent messaging, uh, masks, and the physical distancing. So I think that you know, when you look at the comparison, I think that masks probably have made a big difference. We really weren't sure at the beginning when we started saying, well, maybe we should try masks. But it seems to be working and again that's all antidotal because we don't really know what's going on i mean we don't really know we don't have another canada to compare it to but it seems to be working uh the cutoff uh in in ontario and some other parts of the of the country and and globally as well seems to be a certain age and in ontario was grade four does that make any sense to you at all should should all kids be wearing some kind of mask regardless of their age once they're out in public and certainly when they're in a school environment. What would you say to that? I, I think that masks seem to work, and that's another level of protection. However, you know, some some kids at a younger age may not be able to keep on a mask. If we say masks are mandatory to a kid in kindergarten, you know, and they are not mature enough to keep that mask on, and they're going to be fiddling with that mask, it doesn't really help. So I think we should go, you know, they're saying mandatory masks, grade four and above, but I think we really should go to the youngest age where, you know, depending on the child's maturity and developmental level, you know, I think that all kids where possible should be wearing a mask. Again, that's 
protecting that child and preventing that child from spreading the infection. So I think that that's another thing we can do to reduce the risk of outbreak in the school and also transmission to home and, and transmission to the greater community. All right, and if there is a second wave of COVID in the fall and the winter, a recognizable and noticeable increase, let's say, in, uh, in, in the incidence of COVID, uh, at what point would you suggest the children be kept home from school, period? Well, I think if, it, if, the whole, uh, if the whole school is in an outbreak mode, obviously you shut down the school, um, you know, and, but you probably would only have to shut it down for about two weeks because the people who have been exposed will have it, clear it, and then you go on. Um, so, so I think it really depends. The problem that's going to be, again, is that we're going to have influenza and other respiratory viruses. And so, you know, at a certain point, like in the winter, some kids get a viral infection every month. That's pretty typical. And so we have all these kids having all these viral infections, some with a fever, some not. And, and COVID can present with a cold, like cold-like symptoms, but it can also present with diarrhea or rashes or other things. So it's going to be very, very confusing to figure out what's what. Um, and so it, I think it's hard. Um, I think it's going to be hard to, to, to test all the kids. And so, so we just really, it, we just really need to manage it the best way we can. And I think there could be outbreaks. Um, and at what point do you close down school? I don't know. I think that's going to be a decision based on public health. Um, I think that there might be classrooms where many people in classroom get infected and you shut down that classroom. Um, it's going to be difficult to test everyone. It's going to be difficult to do contact tracing with everyone. But I think that, um, you know, public health will probably have their, their strategies in place. There, another problem is, uh, again, with the testing, you may not have enough tests to test every single kid that has a runny nose during the winter season. It's not, it's not practical. And even if you do have a test and it's, and the test is negative, that doesn't necessarily mean that this child um, doesn't have COVID because you can have a high level of false negatives. So I think the way to manage it in general, unless it's a massive outbreak, is any kid that has any symptom you know, any symptom that's new should stay at home and probably stay at home for a week from the onset of the symptoms. And that's the best way uh, for, for, I think, in general for us to manage it. And are we in better shape now, significantly better shape, because we understand more about COVID than we did six months ago? Absolutely. You know, we seem to, uh, to, to show, we can see that our physical distancing and the mask seem to make a difference and so we know so much more we also know that it's something that really targets the elderly and the children don't get as sick as the elderly only there's been no child that's died of covid and most kids get like a cold or no symptoms so we know so much more about it and that 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 can help us um you know hopefully manage some of the anxiety around kids going back but i but i think manage uh, manage it. Even if there is a child that gets it and they bring it home, if that family is then doing infection control and wearing masks, then hopefully it won't spread to the greater community. So I think that we are much better prepared, but we could be more prepared, you know, and, uh, you know, for the schools. I think the schools have uh, their work to do in the next little while, and the government has some work to do in the next little while before school starts, but I think we're in a much better place. If you want to hear more, subscribe to The Roy Green Show on Apple Podcasts, 
Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you find your favorites. And if you like what you hear, leave us a review and tell a friend. I'm Roy Green. Have a great weekend.